gospel, the third chapter, the very beginning of that, we tend to skip over this, but I think it's significant for us this morning as we've heard the testimonies, as we've heard the songs, but it begins this way in verse one. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council, and he came to Jesus at night. You'd been around during that time and you'd seen this man named Nicodemus. And you knew his reputation. You knew that among the leaders of Israel, he was among those 70 men. That council who, who were in charge. If you'd known of his lifestyle, you would have known him as someone who was meticulous about the law, who followed it as best he understood to the letter. He would have been outstanding among his fellow Jews, outstanding among his fellow Pharisees, outstanding even among his fellow Sanhedrin members. And yet we read here that he comes to Jesus by night. Now, at first glance, we read that and we go, well, that just tells us the time of day he came. It just tells us that he was coming when no one could see him or maybe he was coming after dinner. I I don't know. But this I do know. That spiritually... He came to Jesus out of night. And what does John's gospel tell us about Jesus? That he is the light. And so here comes Nicodemus, a man whose reputation was impeccable, whose religiosity was unsurpassed, who followed the letter of the law, and yet he knew something was missing. There's something that just doesn't add up here. And out of his spiritual darkness, yes, it was spiritual darkness. A lot of activity. But out of his spiritual darkness, he came to Jesus. What happened was he took the mask off. Somehow he came to understand, perhaps in hearing Jesus teach... Perhaps in getting close enough to even have a few words with him or maybe to overhear another conversation, he came to see Jesus differently. Now, Jesus, he didn't have the fancy clothes. He didn't have that great title. He didn't have a a place among society. Matter of fact, Jesus even said of himself, hey, you're going to follow me, you need to understand the Son of Man didn't even have any place to lay his head tonight. And so Nicodemus comes, and somehow in the midst of that conversation with Jesus recorded in chapter 3, we get a peek behind the mask as to his deepest need. All that religion, all that rule-keeping, the fancy robes, the wonderful title behind that was a man who knew that he was lost. A man who knew 
that he put all his hope into this and it didn't hold water. And so he came and he heard the words of Jesus that spoke beyond the mass, that spoke to his deepest need. You must be born again. And I'm here today to tell you that part of what Celebrate Recovery does is to to help people remove that mask they've been wearing, to to forget about the front, to to forget about the the reputation and the titles and, and all those things that matter so much in this world. And to say, listen, the only thing that truly matters, the only thing that truly matters is you must be born again. You must have a new start in Christ and your life must be wrapped up in Him. For some of you, you've got a really cool mask. And you've got a lot of people fooled. People you work with, people you hang around with, the people you golf with, the people you play bridge with, the people you go boating with, maybe your kids or your grandkids. And every once in a while, There's a crack in the mask. And that little boy or that little girl who was hurt so long ago comes out. That man or that woman who feels dirty, dingy, corrupt, starts oozing out. And it could be an anger could be an acting out in some other way it can be through addiction but here's the thing folks this is what I want you to know more than anything else whether it's through celebrate recovery or through some other means that mask will mean nothing on the day you stand before the judgment seat of Christ nothing and the only thing that will matter the only thing that will matter is are you born again so my challenge to you this morning is, I don't care how many years you've been in church, I don't care how many times you've been baptized, I don't care whether you've served as a deacon or an elder or a, a missions chairman or you've been on missions trips, I don't care about all that stuff. And quite honestly, in the grand scheme of things, that's not ultimately what God cares about either. The question before you this morning is, do you know? Do you know Jesus is Savior? And does He know you? And if not this morning, I just want to encourage you not to leave this place until you have a confident assurance that when you stand before the God of heaven in all His glory, in all His righteousness, in all His holiness, that you will not hear, depart from me. I never knew you. But instead, you will hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the rest I've prepared for you. How do you get from here to here? The Bible says it's fairly simple. 
that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. John told, Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3 that God loved this world so very much, which means he loved you, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Today, what that means for you is that you come to this stark realization that there's no way that you can be right with God apart from Jesus Christ, that you're confronted by your sin, and you recognize that it is that sin which cannot make it into heaven and yet stains you so deeply. You realize that you have no hope apart from Jesus, and so you're willing today to turn away from that sin and to turn to this God of glory and righteousness and find acceptance in him through Jesus Christ. If you need that this morning, I want to encourage you not to leave this place without it. And I want to pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus and I pray for those who sit here and struggle right now. They know that there's something not right. Oh, they've got the church thing down pat. They've, they're here after all. They, they're, they're wearing their decent clothes. They, they may have even placed something in the offering basket when it was passed around. But Lord, I want to pray right now that if that is a mask, if that is a farce, if that is fake, that if what behind it is a scared little boy or a scared little girl, if what is behind it is a desire to earn God, your love somehow, because that's how they've been going through life, trying to earn people's love. Lord, if it's not real, then I pray your Holy Spirit, not any words of mine, not any songs we've sung, but your Holy Spirit would bring deep conviction upon that person today. That young man, that young woman, that, that retired person, that person who's working their fingers to the bone day in and day out. Lord, I pray whoever it is that you're trying to reach today by the power of your Holy Spirit, you'll bring conviction in their heart. They'll recognize that they're a sinner separated from you, but they will hear your invitation to come just as you are. Just as you are. Drop the mask and find in me acceptance and new birth. A new beginning. A new start today. Lord, if that person's here, then I pray as we sing this song.